Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a podcast for and by successful business people who also deal with the pain and frustration of chronic illness. Here's Nancy Becker. Today, we're going to be speaking with Julio Briones, and Julio, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. I know that you've got some wonderful things to share with us today, and first of all, I'd love for you to introduce yourself and tell us just a little bit about who you are. All right. Thank you, Nancy, so much for having me on. I really do appreciate this opportunity. Uh, As you said, my name is Julio Briones. I am actually the CEO of Briones Consulting Group. And what my company does is we help private home care businesses start up, grow, and break through plateaus. Okay. That's really interesting. I know that's probably home home health care companies. So like people yeah. to come and take care of their elderly parents and those yeah. kinds of things. Yeah, but it's not really limited to that. Uh, That's one thing that's a big misconception in this industry. It's really not limited to just elderly people. It's also uh, a lot of the clients that I work with, I actually teach them how to do this, to work with adults with developmental disabilities, to work with women who are having difficult pregnancies. You know, there's really a lot more to in-home care than just working with the elderly, even though that is probably about 70% of the clientele. It's really interesting. And I've got a million questions that come to mind because for both, I tried to deal with both my mother and my father who were in their 90s and who Mm -hmm. had dementia and had a horrible time finding any help with that. But I know there's also myself included. Um have a lot of physical disabilities and can't do things for ourselves. And literally my husband had to quit his job so he could stay home and take care of me. And I know that the people who listen to this show all have similar circumstances because we all have some sort of a chronic issue, an autoimmune issue, and we might not be able to do everything for ourselves that we could. So before we get into talking about business, I'm just out of curiosity, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions that I think we all may like to know some answers to. And part of that is I am not old enough to receive Medicare or Medicaid. And insurance, I went for three months where I was totally non-weight bearing. I could not do anything on my own. I couldn't, and my husband was still working at the time, and, you know, I couldn't get myself to the bathroom, I couldn't get myself a glass of water, I couldn't do anything, and the, and it was a um, car accident, and so everything that was being paid for was being paid for by my auto insurance, and the insurance absolutely refused to cover home health care because it wasn't medical, Getting me a glass of water was not considered medical, so they wouldn't they wouldn't cover it. You know, how does someone who insurance won't cover this? How how do we afford to pay for you? <laughs> well, the uh, that's actually a very interesting point, and and quite frankly, shame on your car insurance company because the reality I agree is. With that. <laughs> <laughs> The reality is that when I'm helping someone 
build one of these businesses, that's one of the first things we go through is to get credentialed. There are companies that work with specifically auto insurance companies so that these costs are covered. Maybe not all the way, but at least on a 50% pay. The, the reason is that while it may not be a medical issue, it is a quality of life issue and can become a mental health issue. Absolutely. So it, it does, even though it's not medical, so to speak, you know, big air quotes here. Yeah. It, it, is, um, uh, it is a mental health issue, which can become a men- medical issue becomes again quality of life and it has a lot to do with how a person will recuperate after certain issues especially if they're if you know the body is broken and in some cases we're talking about traumatic brain injury you know these these issues they're being able to still feel whole and independent is paramount to recovery oh yeah you know, and and that's why I'm saying shame on your car insurance company. Also, I'm assuming there was an attorney involved. Shame on your personal injury attorney that did not fight for this harder. Because many, many times while uh, as in part of the negotiation of damages, this can be added into the final thing, even if it is on a reimbursement basis. So now you it, tell me, <laughs> well, it, it's one of those little known industry, industry secrets. See, yeah. there's a big difference between private pay versus uh, insurance. Okay. And especially when you're, when you're someone like you, where, where you're, you're probably about 80% of, of uh, the people that would have to deal with this. Are you fall into this category? You have to keep working to maintain a lifestyle, but you make too much money to qualify for government aid. Yeah. Okay. So that balance, it becomes very tricky to do this. And now while I am not a financial expert and I I do not offer financial advice uh, and from my own experience, there are a number of ways that people pay for the service when they're under 65 and don't fall under the Medicare advantage. There are reverse mortgages if somebody owns a home. If, especially if you're in your 40s and 50s, do yourself a huge favor if you haven't done it yet. Get yourself a long-term care policy or catastrophic insurance policy. All right, there's plenty of companies that do it. Now, they they are not as good as they used to be. I, I will say this, they're they're a little more costly, but this falls under the category of the younger you are, the cheaper it's going to be. And some of these policies will cover as much as $10, $20 million worth of catastrophic care. Wow. Jeez. Right. And, and again, if, if you're talking about someone in the 30s and 40s, you're maybe 100 bucks a month, 80 bucks a month. And you carry this on because you get locked into these prices a lot of times. So that's one thing. The another way is I as I said, there's the reverse mortgage process if you own your home and have some equity there. And there are other uh, organizations like there's uh, the the TBI Institute in um, I believe Missouri, if I'm not mistaken. They do a lot a lot of work with agencies to help um, to help cover the cost. 
like they'll kind of sponsor you to to get the help that you need with home care mm-hmm. there there's a lot of religious organizations um you know catholic charities is big on this so is the united methodist church i've worked with both of them in the past to try to get people kind of like scholarships so to speak mm-hmm. where they'll cover 60 70 percent sometimes you know it's it's really interesting because during and I'm not alone. I know a lot of people. Now, a lot of people who have chronic or autoimmune injuries are not, they are starting their own businesses because they can't do the nine to five anymore, but they're not to the point where they need to have, you know, someone come in. But um, when I was in that situation, we spent hours and hours research trying to figure out what to do and how to do it and talking to people. Didn't find any of this information anywhere. I think it's so important to get this out so people know this stuff. Well, he, here's the thing. Um, without getting into a big political debate, okay, um, the... <laughs> What's new? We, yeah, well, <laughs> the the issue is very simple with all of this. It's simple and just profoundly complicated at the same time. We have a society where the government provides a lot of assistance to people, and because we prov- the government provides a lot of assistance to people, charities tend to stay quiet, and they don't advertise the help they offer. Mm-hmm. So it, it really becomes tough yeah. Yeah. to find this information. I mean, I, I know of this stuff because it's my business. I, I've been, you know, I'm currently 44. I've been doing this for 25 years. I, I was a teenager when I started working as a recruiter in a home health agency. Wow, that's cool. You know, so it, this is something that this is all I know. All right. Well, not all I know, but it's the bulk of my it's career. It's a lot of what you know. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of what I know. And one of the things that I, I used to do on my off time that, you know, because of COVID and everything, I've been as active lately, is I used to work with a lot of foundations. I used to sit a lot on a lot of different community boards, federal boards, because this information, I agree with you, it is so important that people get aware of it. But Again, it's so incredibly difficult to find. And I even tried putting together at one point a list of resources for people. Oh, that's cool. The problem with that is that every county and every single state different. has different rules. Yeah. You know, like, for example, um, in the Plano, Texas area, in that county, I forget what the name of the county is specifically right now, but uh, I had a client there that used to work with a commission on the county board that would specifically provide uh, relief to people who had adult children with autism and other developmental disabilities to give them respite care up to three weeks out of the year. And they would fully cover the cost, but it was never advertised. Yeah, yeah. It's so frustrating, you know, it's, it's, and, and it adds, as you said, the mental health whole mental health aspect, you know, when, when you are and and I talk about, I'm, I'm very open about all of this stuff because I figure who's going to listen to me unless they know I've been 
through it, you know, right. right along with them. But I was very, very, very active. You know, I had a very successful business. Um, we would travel for hours, four days a week so that I could go and I could talk in front of large groups of businesses training them and all of that kind of, and I love I have I was 12 when I started my first business so oh, we have that in common <laughs> you know I love being in business I mean that is when when somebody would ask you you know what did you want to do when you were growing up I said I wanted to be a business owner <laughs> you know <laughs> that's all I've ever wanted to do and I would when I was younger and before I got hurt, I would wake up at like four o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. and I would work until midnight, you mm -hmm. know, and get right back up the next day and do it all over again. And it's not because I couldn't sleep. It's because I just wanted to be doing stuff. And then all of a sudden I can't move. I can't, I'm in pain. I, you know, I, I have 10 doctor's appointments a week and, mm -hmm. you know, the, and I can't do anything. And I still, I sit here and I feel so bad because, you know, um, we are right now, we're in the process of moving and we are waiting for a house to be built and we've moved out of our house. So mm -hmm. we're living in a trailer a 28 foot teeny tiny little trailer and two cats and a husband and i'm sitting here talking to you and i'm looking at the floor and the floor's got to be swept and i'm going oh my god i gotta sweep the floor i can't do it and so then i have to harass my husband who's going <laughs> you know <laughs> but it just just the fact that i can't do something i used to be able to do just drives me up the wall and i know that that's the same for other people and if we knew that there was somebody out there that could help us if i knew i could have somebody come in and sweep my floor for me you know i, I would feel so much better and i would be able to run my business better because right now it's such a challenge to manage my everyday life that how the heck am I supposed to run my business the way I ran it before all of this happened? Well, see that that's actually one of the things my company specializes in. Uh, Cause we have, see, I come from a background in, I said, healthcare. I've been doing this since I was very young, but throughout my career, I actually transitioned into systems development for franchise companies. So, when I went independent, this was my focus. And it was one of the things that I got to tell you, I didn't like about the franchise is that they tried to put everybody in a box. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you can't do that. Your style of running a business is different than my style of running a business. Okay. So we still have to build parameters, you know, that, I, that we're going to function in, but the individual method has changed slightly. As a business owner, one of the things that I have found with the people I work with is that it, it's, they're looking for independence. And this is even more important when you have physical limitations or some sort of cognitive limitation, but you still need that financial independence. You still need that ability to, to move on. Mm -hmm. And that's where systems come into play. Absolutely. If, if you have 
everything. If I have in my office, I have currently two staff members. I can go away for three months and sleep peacefully knowing that the things that need to be done on a daily basis will happen. They are also aware of what my expectations are and that I have the ability to check on these, that these expectations are being met remotely. And again, this is where it all comes into play. Systems. One of the advantages of home care particularly is that many comp- there are many companies that have just phenomenal scheduling softwares out there that will allow this to happen. They'll let you manage your caregivers remotely. Notes have to be taken. You know, your sales, sales meetings and you have a full CRM integrated into these. And all of this allows a business owner. Like I, I have a gentleman who's a client of mine that's uh, diabetic, just can't get it under control and suffers from Parkinson's. So he just can't be at the office all the time. Yeah. What we've done is we've created a series of KPIs for him, you know, just checklists and, you know, data points, everything that needs to be done. He runs his meetings from Zoom and has a management team in place to make sure everything is running smoothly. And even when he's having a bad day, or if he has to go to the hospital for a few days because of a number of different health issues that he has, Mm -hmm. he can do this. And when we started, he was about to close his business because he just couldn't make it function anymore. And that's really what it came down to. If you have the systems in place, we put everything together. His he's, I've been working with him almost two years now. His business is probably almost triple what it was when I first started with him because everything is on autopilot. Yep. He only has to step in to put out major fires. He does maybe two or three live visits a month to his office and everything else he runs it remotely and through Zoom. And, and that's what needs to happen. It doesn't matter if you're in retail. It doesn't matter if you're a consultant. It doesn't matter. I mean, as, as long as you are not physically required to do the work yourself, as, as long as you're running a service business, yeah. all you need to do is figure out what systems you need in place. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's the bottom line right there. Um, several things are beep, beep, beeping in my brain that I'm, that I'm thinking about. I totally, totally agree with you. And that's what I preach. It's all about the systems. Right. But there's a couple of issues with that. And that's, these are women for the most part that I, mm-hmm. that I work with. Um, they may have come from a corporate background or they may you know, just be starting out in business or whatever. Systems sound, first of all, sound really boring. I don't, you know, I don't want to have to deal with figuring out systems. I want to do the talking. I want to be the face on my podcast. I don't care about systems. Yeah. So that's one thing you got to get them as geeked as I am about learning systems. If they really and truly understood what having systems in place would mean for them, they would be jumping up and down with joy. But they don't. So that's something that we've got to try to to train or to explain to these women so that they understand that it's not a four letter word. Right. <laughs> oh, you know, it's it's a. Well, Go ahead. I mean, just <laughs> I actually deal with that all the time. 
it's one of the biggest obstacles that I have because um, number one, as entrepreneurs, most of us, myself included, we're control freaks. How dare you tell me how to run my business? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I hear it. And even with clients that are motivated to have me come in, you, you bump heads. You know, and it ends up happening because, as you said, it's boring. It's not it's not sexy. It's not, you know, people like you and me, we love systems. I love creating systems. I love to break things down and say, how can I make this easier for you? Yep. Yep. But most people, it's, it's it is. It's like you said, a four letter word. Here's like, what yeah. I always. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But this is what I tell my clients all the time. Listen, if you hate doing it, stop doing it. And the way you you're going to get things done the way you want them to is by making sure the next person understands your expectations. That's all a system is. Mm-hmm. It is just a detailed, repeatable way that I like to do things. Right, wrong, or indifferent. So if they can appeal to their own inner control freak and understand that, a lot of times that light bulb goes off and you can just see it, see that moment where like, yeah, I can be in charge even when I'm not here. And then I'll never have to do X, Y, Z again. And that's it. That's yeah. all it comes down to. Yeah, that's that's incredible. And I, I'm getting goosebumps just listening to you. It's just, this is just so cool. But then the next thing that pops into my head that I hear repeatedly is how much is this going to cost me? <laughs> ah, that one's actually an even easier question to answer. I have found in my own experience, and I've done a lot of research on this, having systems in place will actually increase your bottom line about 30% annually. So having somebody come in to do the systems for you, if you don't want to take the time to do it yourself, is not a cost. It's an investment. Okay, it's no different than if I were to want to buy marketing material. It is not an expense. I am not spending or throwing money away on pens and stuff that I'm giving away. What am I doing? I'm bringing in people for a training session. I am giving them materials with my phone number, website, and branding on it that they will take with them. They will share with other people, and that will come back to my pocket in the long run. It's the same thing with the system. You find a way. Look, it's like anything else. If I were to want to get my hair done, you know, because I have so much of it. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I will, I, I will not sit there and go, oh my goodness, it's $20 for a haircut. I'm, I'm going to sit there and go, well, listen, I need to look presentable in order to, to keep my life running. That's $20 that will allow me to get in front of people to bring that money back to me. It's the same thing with, with consultants, with anything else. If you don't know how to do it, you need to find the person that does. And then it becomes an investment because once that person teaches you, you have the knowledge and no one can ever take that from you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. Sing into the choir. Cause I, I understand exactly what you're saying. It's just, I'm thinking, all right, how do I take this podcast now and get it out to the most people so they can hear it and, <laughs> and listen to it, you know, because it's, it's exactly what I tell people. But then the final question that I hear all the time is, 
I don't even know where to start. What would I do to even start thinking about systematizing something? Well, um, <laughs> that it, it, it really, it really comes down to whether you are trying to do it yourself or if you are trying to, you know, have somebody come in and do it. I mean, shameless plug, if you're trying to do it for home care, go to brionasgroup.com, <laughs> all right, and look me up. But if you're really looking to do it yourself, uh, and I, I, I'm going to tell you, unless you truly understand your own processes, do not try to do it yourself, okay? Because understanding, one, you have to build a system, and then you have to understand how it meshes into the rest of your systems. Otherwise, you have just an an unintelligible mishmash okay so if you actually were brave enough to try it on your own you have to look start big take a fifty thousand foot view of your business what is my goal start there then we got to bring down in order to achieve that goal what are the major steps that i have to take then take those steps and bring it down further. What are the goals that need to be accomplished during those steps and bring it down to the individual? What does each individual have to do individually and in unison to work back up to get the entire picture moving and to have a smoothly independently running operation? Yeah. Once yeah. you have that, you can bring it down from 50,000 uh, feet down to five inches and then come back up, you have a system in place. There, there's another issue in there though, that I, I think needs to be addressed here. Yeah. I mean, literally you sound like my clone. You are saying <laughs> everything that I say. So, you know, I'm sitting here nodding my head, my head's mm-hmm. about to fall off my shoulders because I'm agreeing <laughs> with you so hard. But the other thing that, and, and we do it because we, tend to try to create our own systems or myself, my, my assistants and I, and, uh, but I am a systems person. So that makes, that makes a difference. But um, even me, uh, we'll, we'll create something and we'll get, Oh boy, we've got this new system in place. It's great. Let's get it working now. And it doesn't happen. You know, there's something doesn't go right and we have to go back to the drawing board and we figure out that what we've put together doesn't work with everything else. You know, we we didn't look at the whole picture. We looked at this one individual thing. It takes a lot of work in the beginning to create this program. And so people say, I'm not going to do it because it's taking three times longer than if I just do it manually. Sometimes. 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 The problem with doing it manually, and, and you know, again, I, I understand exactly where this comes from. And it, it's one major problem. When you do it manually, there's no, no checks or balance in place to make sure you're doing it the same way every time. Correct. So it's worth the extra effort. Let's play with it. Let's figure it out. Let's test. And, and that's one of the key elements that many people that are putting systems together. And I was guilty of this for a long time myself. You, you create a step and you don't test it. You just, okay, I'm just going to do the whole thing and then test it. No, you, you have to stop. 
for example, um, if I were to have a sales sales process for someone, because this is especially in today in COVID's age, you need a sales system. So how am I going to do my outreach? Number one, I can't walk into places anymore. So that is problem. Let's take that 50,000 square foot view. So what are we going to do? We're going to use the tools available. Let's start doing that. Go to LinkedIn. We're going to go to Facebook. And now we're going to decide which avenue is ideal for us. So now if I want to take this responsibility off of my plate, I'm going to say individual XYZ. And this is how I try to look at things. I never try to put it in my own point of view. If I want you to do this, what do I need you to do? I need you to gather 50 leads per day. And of those 50 leads, I need you to contact 30 of them successfully. So at the end of every day, that's going to be step one. Let me test it. I will go to a person and say, here we go. This is what I require you to do. Is it feasible? Okay, 50. Wow, you actually managed to do all 30 contacts in two hours. Now we have the rest of the day. Great. You know what? I'm upping the limit. Or I'm going to say, hey, 50 was too much. You only achieved 30. Okay, great. I need you to do 30 and accomplish 15. You know, and, and that tweaking process is what's going to give you the effective and workable system. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just like depending on your own role in your company, it's going to depend also. Are you an owner manager or an owner operator? Because those are two very, very different levels of responsibility. I would never give somebody a pre-made sales system to an owner operator. It won't work. There's no possible way that it will work because how are you going to run your business if you're spending, if you're trying to run a 40 hour sales process right. you're not, you know, and, and this is, these are the, a lot of the little nuances of systems and develop systems development that people miss out on. Who's going to actually do the job? <laughs> you know, that, that's it. If you're doing it, you got to tailor it very differently than if you're going to hire someone to do it. Yes. And, and that's, that's the other, I mean, there's a lot of missing elements in between, obviously, but these are the things that need to, need to be taken into consideration and why systems fail. You know, um, I, I did a training on this at one point on how to develop the policies and procedures for specifically to build your own systems, because that's really where it's got to start. And step number one is decide what's got to be done. Step number two is who's going to do it. That's it. If you don't understand those two pieces of it, you're never going to get the system to work. Yeah, no, totally. And then, of course, everything you say brings up other questions (laughs) that I hear people commenting on. And um, one of my big things is I say, if you truly want to be a successful business with the... uh, IRS definition of business being that you have profit, mm-hmm. you know, not just generating revenues, but that you you make enough to live comfortably on and have right. a profit to go back or whatever. You know, right. that to me is what is a successful business. And if you really? really want to be a successful business, eventually you have got to be the manager, Correct. not the operator. Correct. 
I, I agree wholeheartedly. I rescued many home care agencies where I have walked in and seen that they're trying to handle 40 or 50 clients and it's just an owner and a receptionist. Yeah. And how, how are you able to do, oh, I, I need to maintain my margins so I can't hire anyone. Yeah. If you need to maintain your margins, you must hire someone. That's, that's it. And, it, and then once again, I'll, I'll go back to any service business. Yeah. If I, I don't care if you're a one-man show, you know, um, do you know, like mosquito, you, you bought a Mosquito Joe's franchise and you're just the guy with the backpack spraying for mosquitoes. At some point, you can't spray, you can't set appointments, you can't make sales calls, you can't do it all yourself. Yeah. Somebody has to do it. And it, even if you're hiring a freelancer to, let's say, manage your social media, the system still needs to be in place because that freelancer, if they don't understand your expectation, even they will not be able to provide the service that you want. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And it, it may be rough in the beginning financially. And I understand that. But again, at some point, how badly do you want this? If you right. really, really want this to be successful, you got to take a leap. Yes. Yeah. But I think you need to understand the processes understand what you're needing to accomplish before you jump out and do it because that can be a disaster too yes oh no and that that's where people people like me come in you know i i do understand what needs to happen and i also have enough experience and wisdom to understand that if i can't make you understand what needs to happen then the relationship will never work Mm-hmm. So I, I will, I will, if you don't mind, give your viewers a couple of quick tips. Please do. Okay. Number one, if you are starting out and money is an issue, barter. If you're an accountant and you need a consultant to help grow your business, by God, trade with them. I don't know anyone who will not be willing to do that. Yeah. Free accounting for free consulting. It's a win-win. Mm-hmm. Okay barter, figure out what you're good at and find people that will need your services and will be willing to trade services in exchange. Now, use common sense with that. You are not going to be, you know, um, let's say Henry, the hairstylist, and you're going to not going to approach Microsoft and say, hey, I want five years free of, you know, Office 365. I'll do your hair. No, let's, you know, Let's, let's be realistic. Find people that are on the same level as you. They're startup phase and they're good at what they do. You're good at what you do. Let's work together. That's one. Everything can be leveraged and negotiated. The other few tips is when you are looking for people to work with, okay, it doesn't hurt to ask. I could tell you just for argument's sake, that, hey, I have a package that costs $3,000. Don't let that discourage you. My first question is going to be, can we do a payment plan? You know, mm-hmm. it may not, it may, may, they may be open to it. Look, right now, especially, everybody's hurting for business. Yeah. The price may not change, but the payment options might. All right. The other thing is, do your due diligence. 
everybody and their brother is claiming to be a coach and a consultant nowadays. Amen to that. (laughs) This, this is a, it's actually a talk I did very recently for a chamber of commerce. Okay. The, the reality is this experience matters, but the right kind of experience is invaluable. Okay. I could be, I am a business coach and consultant please don't ask me how to grow your mechanic shop. Okay. I've never been a mechanic. You want me to implement a home care agency in your hospital. I'm the, I'm your guy. You want to open a home care agency. Hey, I, I got it all for you. The systems, the, the forms, the policies and procedures. I'm not the guy that's going to do your licensing for you because that's not my specialty. I'll refer you to people that do it. Okay, and that's where that's where the big difference comes in. Experience matters, but that right kind of experience is invaluable. And please do your homework. Don't just say, oh, I saw this guy did a YouTube video. He might know what he's doing in auto mechanics, but his his YouTube video was on how to write policies and procedures. You know, um, I tell I tell people all the time, listen, you're, you're not going to ask your dentist to build your house. You know? <laughs> At this point, I might. I'm tired of waiting for my house to get built. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'm actually going to be going through that same process next year because <laughs> I'm relocating <laughs> and one. I'm dreading it because my wife wants um, wants a home built. I'm just like, okay, no, no, sweetheart. Let's just buy a house already done. You're smart. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cause I, I, I just dread that. But you know, at, at the end of the day, this, those are the things that matter. Understand your own process. Yes, you should, you should know what needs to happen, but as an owner, especially know what your end result, knowing your end, what your end result is going to be is much more important than knowing how to do the job. I know what needs to happen and the results I expect when I have Google ads go up. I, I doesn't mean that I am such a crack copywriter and person who understands tagging and all this other stuff that I could do it myself. I just know what I expect my results to be. Yeah, that is sometimes more valuable. How do we and I mean, this is uh, this all is information that anybody in business, especially service based businesses need to understand and work from. Mm -hmm. Is there anything additional that those of us who have disabilities, who have chronic issues, who have TBIs, who, you know, who are dealing with extra crap mm-hmm. <laughs> on top of the business, right. is there anything that we need to do differently or additionally? Yes, I, I do believe that people with limitations, okay, and and these limitations aren't always physical. I mean, they could be something as simple as, hey, my kid got locked up or, you know, or, oh, crap, my wife just told me she wants a divorce. Yeah. That, all of that takes away. And I think if you have a complicated life, it doesn't matter how simple the systems may be, but they become much more important earlier on. You know, 
you have to really figure out and and the more complicated your life is the more you have to do this what do you enjoy about your business what makes your business no longer that dread of i hate coming in on monday morning mm-hmm. you know that's why you left the workforce because you hated monday morning mm-hmm. what is it about what you do that makes you love monday morning and kind of get a little sad on friday afternoon okay and that's where your attention needs to be everything else needs to be handled by someone else because if you can't find the joy in what you're doing please please do yourself a favor don't do it okay especially with a complicated life you're you're going to fail you're you're really there's nothing that will ever make your business succeed and it's going to make you more miserable and it's going to make you hate what you're doing until you fall bankruptcy. You know, so someone without these issues, you can muscle through that part of it at least until your business gets on its feet. If if not, if you have these limitations, you already have enough shit to deal with. I'm I'm so sorry. Well, that's fine. Go for <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, you know, no, it's true. Yeah, yeah you, you, you really do. You you have enough to deal with and you know if you're gonna sit there and stress all this small stuff, then it's just going to make your life that much more complicated. Yeah. Remember, if you're ill, if you have cognitive issues, I, and I'm telling you this from a person, I, I mean, I'm a certified Alzheimer's trainer also, you know, I, I, I really understand the difficulties of cognitive and brain injury and all of this stuff. I, and I'm telling you, if even if your complication is you have, like you mentioned before, parents with Alzheimer's, there's so much involved with all of this. Yeah. Why are you going to aggravate yourself anymore? Figure it out right away. What do I hate? Find another way to do it. Figure it out. That's it. And stick to what you love. So this way, at least, at the very least, your earning a living becomes easier. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that is an excellent place to stop it mm-hmm. this is just i could go on talking to you all day because it sounds <laughs> like i'm listening to myself in a tape recorder <laughs> i love it i love it you know but it i think it is such valuable valuable information that that we need to hear and um Thank you. I, I don't know enough how to say thank you. I am I am so pleased that we were able to connect and and talk and that I've been able to pull this wonderful information from you for everybody to hear. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you have this urgency to share? <laughs> um, honestly, um, you know, if anyone, you know, again, if you don't, if you don't mind, I actually do a live Q and A on my YouTube channel every Wednesday. Oh, cool! So if somebody wants some information on home care, home care businesses, or whatever, my show is called The Morning Meeting. You know, um, it's on YouTube. Just um, they could type in my name and actually find it. So, Wonderful! Yeah. That's great. I will be watching. <laughs> <laughs> That's super. Listen, thank you. Julio, so much. I really, really, really appreciate it. Everybody listening, you know, this was really to to coin a phrase that you've never heard before, pearls of wisdom. (laughs) 
<laughs> these were just absolutely wonderful tips and strategies that you need to listen to. It's so hard for us to juggle families and friends and business and all the crap that we deal with on a regular daily basis, the aches and pains and the I'm just so tired and what was that I was supposed to do? Yeah, we've we've got all of those issues going on. How the heck do you run a business? Well, you listen to Julio and you got a little bit of it covered. So hopefully you took some notes today. Jump on his face, his YouTube live and ask questions if you've got any. And I'm sure that we will be talking again soon. Thank you. This show airs on Thursday evenings at 5 p.m. Eastern. If you have any suggestions for anybody else or if you would like a specific topic covered, let me know and we'll see if we can't get to it. And until next time, everybody, get out there, be productive, and soar higher. Take care, y'all, and we'll talk again soon. Bye-bye.